Boy, has it rattled the political sphere. This New York Times Siena College poll showing that in six battleground states that Joe Biden won in 2020, he is now trailing uh, by a considerable uh, amount in five of them. In Nevada, he trails by 10 points. Georgia, six. Arizona, five. Pennsylvania, four. Michigan, Donald Trump gets 48% of the vote in a head-to-head comparison against Joe Biden's 43%. Young voters, young voters, 18 to 29, he wins by only one percentage point. Uh, That's where he had about a two-to-one margin in 2020. John Selleck is among the many political professionals watching all of this with interest. He is founder and CEO of Harbor Strategic Public Affairs. John, good morning. Good morning, Guy. So, you know, in Iowa, Governor Kim Reynolds just uh, endorsed Ron DeSantis because she said Trump is not electable. Uh, This NYT poll seems to suggest otherwise. (laughs) How much will this change the conversation? Because electability was a concern for quite some time. Yeah, well, frankly, what's been interesting to me is that not only do these numbers show that uh, Donald Trump is winning in five out of the six key battleground states, including Michigan. Those are the states, uh, all of which uh, Joe Biden won last time in an election. We just spent two years arguing about if, you know, how close it was. Um, so Biden barely won these battleground states last time, but he ran the table. And this time, at this point in time, he, it looks like the only one he could win is Wisconsin. And then strangely enough, it's the whiter the state gets, the better Biden does. And so we're seeing a lot of movement um, among states with more diversity, like Michigan, where voters uh, are moving away from Joe Biden. He still may carry the majority of them, but he's lost a lot of his support. There's just a big feeling out there, I think, guy overall, that there's just a sense of chaos and uncomfortableness and this election right now is a referendum on one person, and that's Joe Biden. And, and John, it, it, the poll shows that uh, the president is losing support among black and Hispanic voters along with young voters. And are, you go, are we going to add Arab uh, American voters as well because of what's going on in, in uh, Gaza and uh, Israel? Well, absolutely. I think we saw in the days... Um, after uh, Israel began its operations, the, the rallies that took place in Dearborn, obviously Michigan is unique uh, in the sense that it has such a large Arab American population. And a lot of these national stories that do polling don't get that deep. They usually sort of stop at black and Hispanics just because most other states don't have this kind of Arab uh, American population. and Michigan does, and that's for sure, uh, Lloyd, a major wrinkle uh, for Michigan. So when you're talking about how many college-age people are in Michigan going to school here. Um, A huge advantage for Joe Biden last time to only be plus one right now with voters uh, under age 30 is shocking. Um, For Donald Trump to be carrying 22% of the black vote uh, in these polls is completely shocking. It's got a lot of political scientists scratching their head. I mean, you essentially see somewhat of a realignment going on uh, amongst the races uh, and various people in America uh, for who, which party they're going with. It's pretty shocking to them. But really, like when we look at the, the big picture, what it usually boils down to is, you know, are you better off than you were four years ago? How are you feeling about the economy? And right now, Donald Trump is beating Joe Biden on the economy in these New York Times polls, 59 to 37. 
And people say uh, that economic issues at this point in time, and we are really a long way away from the election, but uh, nonetheless, let's talk about it. Voters say that the economic issues uh, are twice as important to them in this election than social issues this time around. So perhaps the Democrats aren't going to be able to just use abortion, especially in Michigan, where it already kind of played out and seems to sort of be done for the most part. The economy is going to be the bigger issue, and people just don't feel comfortable no matter what numbers are trotted out in front of them. Well, John, they say elections are won or lost on the economy. Question for you quickly about polls. Are we relying too much on polls? Because the last two elections, the polls were wrong. The polling industry is going through uh, a massive amount of struggle. um, And it's easy to start picking apart and abusing any poll that comes out. And it's important to look at the underlying numbers. And those are different for every state. Like in Michigan, you know, you want to see... Um, a percentage represented in the poll for uh, African-American voters of at least 10 to 12 percent, depending on what the turnout models look like. you got to look under the hood and look at these things. But they still, Jamie, are the, the only way we have to sort of take a temperature check and see what's going on. And one thing I thought was interesting was I expected uh, Democrats on uh, uh, X, the app formerly known as Twitter, to be saying, okay, the New York Times they used to be our friend, but they're terrible bad people. This poll's garbage. There's no way this is true. And while they <laughs> picked at it a little bit, the, the former Obama team and the other sort of like Democratic infrastructure, the talking heads out there all said, okay, wait, we got to take this seriously. Biden's not doing well. And we can't, we can't sugarcoat that. There's no doubt that Trump is doing better at this point than Biden. So, but here, but here's the thing. I mean, I know I'm, I'm certainly behind the scenes. There's a lot of Democrats wringing their hands, including a lot of donors and a lot of people that that this is to them um, the apocalypse. The, you know, the prospect that Donald Trump could get reelected. But I have yet to hear any Democrat of consequence, other than David Axelrod, which was kind of muted, say we need to change course. Other than Dean Phillips, so practically, what difference? does it make? I actually take that as fairly significant. You know, David Axelrod has uh, signified as sort of a the mouthpiece and voice of the Obama era, the Obama victories. Yeah. I think he's very well respected. So for him to kind of like, he's doing the Democrats a favor in some way by kicking the door open guy. I think that's what happened there. I think your point though, is, is anyone else willing to go through the door with him? We haven't seen it yet. That's true. And realistically, the reason that he said that only Joe can make this decision is because of ballot access. Um, you have to go through a lot of different hoops to get onto the ballot in various states. There's deadlines, there's petition signature requirements, there's all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's very complicated to make it onto the ballot in all 50 states. And in the New York Times, they mentioned that you know in Nevada and New Hampshire, that deadline's already passed to get onto these primaries. In Michigan and South Carolina, Alabama, it's coming up this week. So the the ability for somebody to challenge Biden and actually run against him essentially is closed. Um, the ability for Joe Biden to step down, like uh, David Axelrod said, is the path to something different. Just one more minute. But, uh, John, Peter Meyer joining the race, a very crowded race for Senate. Uh, what do you think that means for everyone already in the race? Well, I think there was somewhat of a coronation for Mike Rogers, and uh, for a lot of good reasons. He had a really long record of success. Um, he's big on uh, foreign policy issues, which are clearly at the top of mind for a lot of people in America right now, watching the world sort of semi-burn. And um, he's been out there running his campaign, and we suspected Meyer wanted to have another shot at it, another shot at redemption. He's trying to thread a needle that is incredibly hard to do, and frankly, 
you know, it, that was shown just when he filed this um, this law document supporting the ability of Donald Trump to be on the ballot. So he's going to say on the one hand he was willing to impeach him uh, when he did something bad, but now he's willing to say that <laughs> Donald Trump has a right to be on the ballot. Yeah. It's tough. It is. John Selleck, we appreciate your insights, sir. Have a great morning. You too. Thanks for having me.